and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this episode, I'm joined by Chagas Dairy Specialist Patrick Going to discuss the recent launch of the Dairy New Entrant course. I first asked Patrick, what are the main areas that new entrants need to focus on? I suppose the first thing a new entrant, uh, Catherine, has to look at is Firstly, is converting to cows right for them and their family. Um, it's a big decision and it needs a bit of time. Um, for a lot of people, it's a career decision and changing from one enterprise to the other. So I think time and due consideration needs to be taken on that to make sure it's the right move for their farm and their family. Outside that, then, I think it's very important to develop a business plan early um, to see the potential income that your farm can generate and the costs that would be incurred by uh, trying to convert your farm to dairy and within that then you're 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 making your decision based on some uh, a business plan with projections and you've also done a bit of research yourself and you're happy that this is uh, the right move for you and your family and your farm i think it's a key starting point where some people you know they maybe rush into it uh have the parlor built and then realize maybe she's not too fond of milking cows here like you know and it's a you're you're down a road and it can be hard to turn around so take the time look around call to other farmers that have done there's a lot of good examples of new entrants in every county now talk to them and and set yourself up and take the time and if you need more time take it this is a long time career decision so there's no need to panic into it cow type is a huge decision from converting to dairy there's often a debate around sourcing cows or heifers what do you recommend so generally speaking we would try to start with heifers uh, in calf heifers because they would tend to be hopefully higher genetic merit because they're younger stock and a key thing to the business plan in a lot of farms is most the majority of the the, the conversion plans that you would have end up with a slightly higher stocking rate and so it's a growing business so you'll start in say for example someone that maybe had 50 suckers they might start with 50 suck, 50 dairy cows but would hope to maybe over time build it up to 70 or 80 dairy cows and you're investing so you when you go out you sell your 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 beef herd you buy back in a dairy herd and the key to the plan is to make sure as many as possible animals are still on the farm in day five that were there on day one or day year five i should say sorry and that's to allow for the herd to mature to get your milk yield up so we always have to remember heifers will only produce about 70 percent of mature yield second calver is about 85 percent so it's in the third lactation that they'll start giving the full yield potential and full genetic potential of the cow. And if you're constantly losing animals out of the system, they have to be replaced. You, there may not be a lot, a lot of young stock coming through the system at that point. And you're also just bringing down the level of the performance of the herd because it'll be constantly young herd. So the key is to get high fertility animals and your heifers will have a better chance, your in-calf heifers being still there in year three, four and five of the plan. And what should farmers expect to pay for in-calf heifers? So it obviously ranges from the year, um, but we, what we would be talking about, high genetic merit stock, high EBI. And then without, I suppose, you can never put a, an exact figure on it because things move around. But in a general run of the mill over the last number of years, it's been anywhere between 1250 to 1450 for a good high EBI um, stock, uh, in-calf bought in September, October, the year previous to milking. You mentioned the importance of the milk and parlour for new entrants. What factors should they consider when selecting the correct parlour for the farm? New entrants have a huge opportunity, um, firstly, to design the yard right. Um, a lot of dairy businesses, uh, existing dairy farmers, the business has grown over time and the yard has grown with it. And there's never been a, a, a chance to stand back and look and say, is this, is this yard being designed in the right place? Is this future-proofed? 
um, is the cow flow, right? So there's a huge opportunity for new entrants to sit back and look and get advice and say, firstly, wh where is the right location to the farm? And there's a number of things we consider in that is the, where the milk lorry comes from, where the cows access from grass and also the location of the, the main silage routes within the yard. We also then want to make sure when you are investing in a parlor, because a lot of these businesses do tend to grow, is that, the, that there, there's, there, it's future proof that there's a room for expansion if you decide to expand. There's also room for additional sheds to be put on. So the location is the key thing in the parlor first. And what we're looking at with all them things as well is making sure the cow flow, the movement of the stock through the dairy system is very good. I think a lot of people focus too much on how many units will I put in 20 units, will I put in 15 units, 16 units. And while it's important to know that the size of the parlor, the, how the cows move through it, uh, stress-free, uh, easy, and it'll flow, makes the milking a lot more enjoyable, makes it faster, and it's also easier on the cows, which will have a less knock-on effects, like a lameness and things like that. Like, so the location of the parlor, huge opportunity to get right day one. Um, the type of parlor then, um, obviously from make, there's a number of options there. So some of the very large-scale startups, probably 250, 300 cows plus, will be looking at rotaries. Um, the average of the new entrants over the last number of years tends to be in around a 16, 18 unit milking parlor, taking advantage of the um, TAMS grant to maybe put on a few extra units to future-proof the parlor and have reasonable milk times. On average, I would say about 12% of what the plans we've done are, robot, uh, are rotary, 13% are about robotic, and the balance are in conventional herringbone parlors. A variety of options there, Patrick. Would you have any rules of thumb for the costing figures for buildings, grazing infrastructure and farm layout? Yeah, so we'd start, and I think everyone should start with their capital budget in the in the field. Um, we have to look at when you're doing a business plan is what's going to pay for um, the whole thing. So your very first question is about stock. So the key thing, investment is stock and getting the right source and the right type of stock. Um, the next thing is then is making sure when you have them stock is that you have the grass and the infrastructure to maximize their genetic potential. So if we look at land, um, say take a moderate land, so it needs to be receded, needs roadways, water, fencing, bit of PK build up, uh, maybe lime. As a rule of thumb, it could cost in around 800 euro an acre to bring that from average to top of the range for to grow the grass to have uh, good access and what a proper water infrastructure in the farm and you don't like well you 800 sounds like a lot like sure 250 300 will be under receding um then you bring in the roadways and the water system it'll easily get into it and it's very important to start your budget there because if you don't capitalize that budget or if you don't realize that money has to be spent uh, you may not um, develop your business plan right because that money is essential. So I would say as a rule of thumb, 800 euro uh, an acre. Some farmers will be less because they may have a receipt in the last number of years or they may have a water system already in and some people maybe a bit more because it needs a bit more um, work. So, but uh, just as a rule of thumb. From a housing point of view, um, again, a lot of farmers, uh, existing beef farmers or dry stock people that convert will have a lot of housing that they can convert to cubicles or maybe retain it as straw bedding or peat bedding to move their system on. Um, to retrofit cubicles into an existing shed, um, it'll cost in around 200 euro a cubicle space, including the concrete. An automatic scraper will cost between six and 4,000 a plow. So for a lot of people, they can get into the into existing sheds, they can get the, the housing in relatively cheap. If you're looking at a greenfield site, um, you're for a new housing with slurry storage underneath it, 
depending on design, you could be anywhere between 1,700 to 2,200 per cow space. So for the majority of farmers, because we're getting going, we would look at using every shed that they have available to keep the cost structure down, uh, get the system going, and maybe over time, maybe they will be, develop a newer shed as the business plan allows. On the parlor, as a rule of thumb again, um, it'd be in around 10,000 a unit to build a shed, holding yard, and the parlor with the feeding system. That'd be before the grant, but after that. So different people have different grant rates. Um, there would be ways of bringing that down cheaper as well. So some people will go down the second-hand route, which can bring down the unit cost on the plant. Um, some people will use existing sheds or may have existing tanks that can bring down the build cost of the parlor. If you're, it's a similar type costing for a rotary, and then the robotics will be anywhere between probably 130 to 145 per unit, while the second unit will be about 85 if you're looking at a double unit system. Again, they will be all grant aided. You've mentioned a lot of figures there, Patrick. What kind of contingency fund do you include in the business plan? So normally, the smaller the job, the smaller the contingency. So in my experience, if you're putting on a, a two-bay double uh, or a shed, extension on a shed, you know, maybe costing 10,000, there's very little room for it to go wrong. As the build gets bigger, there's more. Um, so as the, the amount of investment you're putting on the farm gets bigger, the potential for unforeseen costs increase. So let, let alone digging tanks and hitting rock or hitting water. Um, the, maybe the ESB, if you're bringing in a three-phase line, can catch a lot of people for the larger build. So that costs in around 10 euro a meter. Uh, maybe there has to be a new well dropped. So we tend to use on the most between 10 and 15 percent contingency contingency to allow for overruns. And what milk price are you working off for completing the farm plan? Uh, on our plans, we use 28 cent a litre of a base price. So that's the milk price at 3.3% protein and 3.6% fat. We do allow um, uh, allowance for higher constituents, which is the fat and protein, which would deliver a slightly higher milk price. We would tend to be about a cent to cent and a half more conservative than the banks. So we tend to run it at a conservative level. And we maintain that price throughout the plan. So the base price stays at 28 cent a litre throughout the plan. You've recently launched the Dairy Startup course for 2020. As this the third year of the course, can you tell me what will farmers expect to learn and gain from the course? Yeah, so a lot of people, when they're looking to the, the site again to cows, need that little bit of help. And Chagas, over the last number of years, originally would have started through the Greenfield and the Greenfield Academy. And then in the last few years, we moved it out because of the interest to have it more local. So we developed this course where you bring like-minded people, new entrants, it's, uh, and it's done over a year and a half. So the first part of it is four days training where we, we bring you into the local center. Um, and the first day we focus nearly, uh, nearly in line with the questions you've asked me, Catherine. So the first day is sourcing stock and with a type of cow. So we bring you out onto local farms, show you a crossbred herd, show you a high EBI herd, show you the benefits of both, and try to help you understand the um, the benefits of EBI reports and the genetics, a little bit about bio, uh, biosecurity and sourcing as well. And you can see it on farm and have the farmer there to ask the questions. And you're there with other people that are in the similar boat to yourself. Day two, we look at the infrastructure. So the building a capital budget around infrastructure costs, the co um, where to put it and a bit about design. Again, on farm, looking with a, someone that's maybe developed a, a system recently to walk you through the cost uh, and the how it, it all puts together to give you help on that because a lot of new entrants struggle with where should we put this parlor 
The third day then is uh, in the local office where you will uh, go through the business element of the, 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 the plan. It's where we'll talk to a co-op rep, a bank rep, and you develop um, um, two documents, my farm, my plan, which is just helps you talk out uh, where you want to go yourself and then develop a three-year cash flow to help you see is there any potential income in your conversion plan. Day four is down in Moor Park where you're introduced to some of the key researchers in dairy and in the country. There's some supplementary days for people on robotic and then on milking skills. And in the second year, which is the key, I think, to the whole um, course, is you're put into a discussion group with your local uh, lead, uh, dairy advisor, the lead advisor on the group, and they, they will bring you through the year with through eight to 10 meetings on a, on a host farm that you can see how a dairy farm operates from a grazing point of view, a breeding point of view, right throughout the year. And that'll run for the whole of the second year. So you get an opportunity to see how a dairy farm runs and you also get a chance to see what's involved from a design and purchasing stock and capital investment on the farm. Finally, Patrick, you've dealt with a lot of new entrants in the past number of years. What three tips have you for any farmer that's considering to go down this route? Firstly, I think you should uh, um, step back. Anyone that doesn't have experience in milking, maybe to go get to go to someone good that'll explain what's going on and make sure this is the right move for you, as I said at the outset of the conversation. I think you should get advice from good people. Um, and again, there's a lot of very good new entrants out there that have done a very good job of this and have made a very successful career for themselves. Secondly, I think you should get advice, particularly around the business element part of it. Um, it's a big decision. Make sure it's done right. Um, know what you're getting involved with. And the last one, which is the most important one, is you source the right stock for your farm. When we look back at figures, in, and the figures I'm using now are from the Lakelands region, the new entrants are outperforming the, ex the average of these existing farmers within three years of startup. And a lot of that is coming because they're very good operators, they're very good stock people, uh, but mainly is because they have a huge opportunity to basically skip 30 years of breeding, buy from the best f farms in the country, and you're starting with the best herd possible, and you will get the benefit of that genetics in year one, and we're seeing that time and time again within new entrants that they're getting the right stock, they're putting their money in the right areas, and they're getting the return fairly fast for it. For anyone that's interested, how do they sign up? So there's, if you go onto the Chagas website, there's a dairy startup webpage and you can lodge your interest there. It should take a list. Once we compile the data for the, the whole country, then we'll see where the interest is. And we'll try to bring groups of farmers in 14s and 15s together into as best possible local centres. And we'll start running the course in the back end this year. So the, the sign, up, sign up page is on your uh, the dairy startup sheet on the Chagas website. Or if you want to, you can contact your local beef or dairy advisor or your local office and they'll help you through the system. The, the cost of the course is uh, €750 Euro for the full two years for non-Chagas clients and 650 for Chagas clients. That's great, Patrick. There's plenty of help and advice available there. And I think the dairy startup course will be of interest to any farmer to help them decide what are the best options for them. Thanks for joining me on the show. Thank you, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Patrick for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.